1: Too fast. Welcome back to another episode of Homesteads and Homeschools, the podcast. Today's episode number seventy-one, which means you can find the show notes at homesteadsandhomeschools.com/slash-zero-seven-one. I am your host, the Liberty Hippie, here with you today, bringing you this delightful little ear candy for you to uh, suck on and savor and and get something from. I guess right, little little sugar high, little little something, little rush, little rush. Right, anyway, folks, uh, my guest today, uh, a little different, a little different. Um, usually I have uh, homesteads on, homesteaders on, I have homeschoolers on, um, something like that. Uh, not so much today. So uh, her name is uh, Miss Allie J, uh, Allie Jill, I believe. You can find her on Twitter, and that is in the show notes. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it, and you can hear all about her and all about why I had her on today to talk about school and uh, all that good Good stuff so uh let's let's go plant those liberty seeds with my guest miss ally jay Today is, is uh, Miss Allie. I, I found her sort of on, on Twitter and Discord and seen her around and thought I'd have her on the show. Uh, kind of an interesting perspective after a little while, but we'll get into it. So yeah, short introduction today. I'm just I'm frazzled. So Allie, welcome to the show. Thank you for, for coming on. Appreciate it.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah.
1: It's been... It's always fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, 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 those, those technology things always, always frazzle me no matter what happens. I'm... I'm, I'm A a boomer at heart, I guess. I don't know. But uh, so usually, you know, I I talk to homeschool people, right? Uh, People that have been homeschooled, people that are homeschooling. um, And you you don't fall into that category, right?
0: No, I don't. I don't. I used to be a public school teacher. So that's.
1: (laughs) So you, what was your school like growing up then? Did you, did you enjoy your, your elementary secondary education that that happened there
0: not really i mean i did did k-12 in public school and it just kind of seemed like that's what everybody did because that's what was like socially accepted or, or whatever um i also grew up in a big family one of six kids uh so there were a lot of us uh but most of my school i had maybe like one or two teachers throughout the entire time that i could say i actually liked um, I had mostly a negative experience either with, you know, things like bullying or just teachers who weren't nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's it's curious, you know, every think about teachers and they're supposed to be these kind, loving, warm individuals and they're not to slight teachers off, but, um, I mean, we all have our days, you know, and when you're around kids like that, um, it's going to happen. And sometimes it, uh it falls out on the, the students and it's, uh, it's not, not a pleasant experience. So some folks are better at, uh, containing it is than than others. Um, so you, you, uh, I don't know what, why did you decide to be a teacher? I guess.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> I actually wanted to be an interior designer when I was a junior in high school, but I was kind of pushed away from that because, you know, there's no money in that. Um, <laughs> you know, and a lot of my generation, I'm a millennial. So they, kind of pushed because the generation before us, my parents would have been, you know, people who weren't necessarily college educated. Um, So you have a lot of that, especially in high schools too, pushing people to go to college and not necessarily seeking alternate paths. Um, And so I, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do and people, because I babysat a lot, because I tutored a lot in high school, everyone was like, you'd be a great teacher. So I'm like, I guess I'll do that. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, it's like a little different.
1: Yeah, it is. But, you know, I think it kind of kind of works that way sometimes. Right. Like some people really want to teach some people. It kind of fits. You look at like the things that you have done growing up and what you're comfortable doing or, or where you kind of excel at or, you know, and you just kind of fall into it, I guess. Yeah. Did you when you got into um, college, is that what you started out doing education or did you kind of get into that midway through or how that go?
0: Yeah. So I started out in education um, and I was a double major with history as well, because if you know anything about the No Child Left Behind Act, which was a big thing at the time, that was, came out, I think in 2001. And I graduated high school in 2003. So it was relatively new when I was going into college. Um, And it said you had to be like highly qualified. So I also picked up a, you know, a history major as well because you had to have something else other than just education. And then as I, uh, did more with my education degree. Did more practicums. I realized that the kids I was drawn to to help more were like the special education kids because they were more of a challenge for me, and I was kind of bored with like the general education classroom. So then I eventually, I think, like two years into my schooling, I picked up an endorsement in special education um, So I always thought they were the some fun kids too because you know they don't necessarily li- you know listen according to what public schools would want you to. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh it can be an interesting, interesting classroom. I, I spent a little time doing that. It was a very curious experience to say the least. But, uh, so you, did you just do, did you just do four years or did you get your master's?
0: No, I just did four years. I did, a, you know, just my bachelor's degree because uh-huh. I, didn't, I didn't stick around long enough for it to be worth it. Cause most of the time people would, there were some programs where you could just do it five years straight through, but a lot of people I knew Did their bachelors, and if they were hanging around, they get the school district to try and pay for their master's degree, which I I didn't stay teaching for that long.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, because I I know I I was in New York, and I forget how exactly it went. I think you had you could do your bachelors, and then you had to get your master's, and then you know once you had your master's, then you had to teach like five years to get like permanent certification or something. You know, all these certificates, all these pieces of paper that uh, said you were highly qualified you know or whatever their their ridiculous terminology was um so did you how long did you end up teaching for
0: pretty much i was out after the first year um most people leave i think within like the first five years or whatever but um i just found it really frustrating once i got into like the actual school system um
1: yeah it was did you did you see any of that sort of frustration when you were doing your your practicums and stuff your student teaching and, and whatnot
0: Yes, I did. Um, that was actually where I found out. <laughs> I think I told you this on Discord, uh, that if you are in New Jersey, when you're taking standardized tests, this is the first time i would heard this, that if um, you have a script and if you go off of that script, then if somebody from the state hears that you go off that script to kind of like help a kid or say it differently, um, that you could potentially le- lose your license. And I'm like, that's kind of insane. <laughs> so, like I said, a teacher who was like, I think she was like fourth grade or something. And we were there just around the time where they were doing standardized testing. Um, and you know, you could just hear it in her voice. Like, it's so annoying. because, and, and it's hard too, because like, if you have to watch a kid struggle with something, that's like, I, well, I could help them a little bit, but you're not allowed to.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's so, it's just absurd, right? I mean, like, in in regular day, quote, real life, um, if you don't understand something, you know, the first time somebody says something, they'll repeat it for you in a different way. And that and that's okay. That's how people operate. You know, it's just, it's absurd. I, I remember some of that um, when I was, you know, teaching uh, and I, I subbed for a, a long-term sub in kindergarten. Um, it was like a, a one-on-one for a, a little guy who, he, was a, he was a runner. But, um, you know, there was a time, I think it was probably about a week, week and a half where the actual teacher was out in the hallway doing one-on-one testing like with these little kids. And I was in the classroom and the school district had to hire a sub and it's like what 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 do you th- what do teachers go to school for, you know, when they spend, you know, a, a quarter of the year preparing for these tests, sitting one on one with kids doing just tests, right? You're not even helping them. And it's 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 wild.
0: Yeah, it's more like you end up teaching to the test as opposed to actually teaching um information that could be useful for them.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and that's, you know, I think all these standards that are, you know, supposed to help and just mandate it down, it's, you know, you get stuck and it's tough because, you know, teachers are, teachers can go either way. You know, you have your, your lazy teachers that are tenured and, you know, the union will let you get rid of them. And then you have your teachers that actually care. And it's, it's a mixed bag, you know, it is. It is it, the teachers that care are going to feel really hard done by that. You know, they don't, they don't want to, That's not why people go into teaching, right? To, uh, to just give out tests and and do all that. But what did you, uh, what grade levels did you teach or where, where where was your certification or whatever?
0: So my certification, uh, would have been, um, elementary school. Um, and I was with,
1: uh, third and fourth grade. Gotcha. So did you have, were you in like a kind of a contained classroom or was it like resource room type stuff or one-on-one or what were you doing?
0: Yeah, it was more, it was like a small group because I had the special education uh, part of it. So it was like combined. um, And then we would go into the classroom or like I would go into the classroom um, for different grade levels for different subjects. So like we would pull them for English, like for like English or like language or whatever you want to call it. um, And reading and that type of thing, they would get pulled and come and hang out in one classroom. But then for math, I would go to like a fourth grade classroom um, and I would be with that teacher just as support kind of thing. So,
1: yeah, that works. That's, that's, you know, I think they're, they're kind of doing away with like the really self-contained classrooms, aren't they? To some degree, like, uh, I, I, I
0: think so. Yeah. Cause a lot, the big thing when I was going to school was like inclusion and trying to, you know, include children with uh, special needs as much as they could in the general education classroom. Um, as opposed to just constantly having them pulled to the side,
1: uh, Did you, uh, I guess you didn't enjoy it at all. Um. What, what was it that really kind of frustrated you or set you off?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the thing. I think a lot of people just assume like, Oh, could you not deal with the kids or whatever? And it's like, no, I love dealing with them. Like I thought they were great and really cool and interesting. Um, And it was always fun to see somebody them like pick up something and you know, that light in their eyes when they're like, Oh, I get it now. Um, (laughs) But it was a lot of like the political background the administration uh type thing that they weren't necessarily super supportive um and then like not so when i went to college a lot of them would say like oh you you have some autonomy or whatever and you kind of do but not really because the state pretty much just mandates like here's what you actually have to teach so you know it's all that type of stuff just like the background things just were very frustrating and annoying um
1: yeah yeah i I remember some of that right like you And I guess maybe like if you're there long enough, you can get some sort of autonomy, but between having to turn in, you know, lesson plans, like daily, daily lesson plans broken down into like 10 minute segments, like every day for like the first, you know, however many years it takes to get that, that certificate that then you have to get updated every, you know, five years and all that stuff. But it just, it did, it it sucks so much out of teaching and so much that you could actually give to the kids uh, you, you can't,
0: um, yeah. Cause you kind of do, end up like doing like more paperwork and that type of thing. And then, you know, um, and you always take your work home with you anyway, because like you're spending so much time doing all the other stuff and you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. So getting out of it, did you just kind of not go back for a, a second year or was it something you kind of quit midway or how did, how did that go?
0: It was just not coming back um for the next year and i had kind of decided maybe i wanted to uh, try something else a different career
1: <laughs> yeah so yeah. Fair, enough. fair enough did you get any any pushback from from administration or anything or how are they about checking out no uh
0: not really uh and a lot of it so just to kind of talk about new jersey a little bit at the time was there were a lot of teachers who were in the state of new jersey so it's very competitive um, but whenever they ran out of funding, which sometimes they would do, uh, first year teachers were the first ones to go. So, cause they don't have that tenure. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a doozy. You gotta, gotta get a stronger union in there, right? Keep everybody on. Yeah. That's, <laughs> uh, that's always, I just had a long talk with my kids today about like unions and you know, all that they, all that they do and all that they encompass. It's a, uh, it's a curious thing, but I don't know. So, uh. Do you miss it at all and any aspects of it that you wish you could have back or check into again?
0: I mean, I guess I do like miss working with the kids because they're, you know, um, you know, I think it's an interesting position, but I just don't, I mean, the structure of public schools, I I just, I don't miss that at all. (laughs) I don't miss the lesson plans. I don't miss having to go through a bunch of standards and figure out which one applies to your lesson plan and what, you know, all of that stuff and having to figure out the books that they use because they all each district uses you know their own ones that they pick and buy and purchase and here's what you're going to do um yeah so i don't miss any of that stuff but uh, I, I thought you know working with the kids was you know fun because it's kind of exciting because you can get up you can walk around and move around because now i work in research and it's a lot of data so it's like a little bit more on the boring side because you sit around all day so you
1: know, and <laughs> yeah, talking and that type of thing, <laughs> So, good yeah. So, okay. So, I guess kind of give people a, an idea. Um, I think you know, sometimes, unless you're a teacher, I think you, you don't recognize some of the the rigmarole, some of the the actual structure that's involved in like teaching or involved in what you have to do or turn in or adhere to, um, but I mean, what was, so you'd write lesson plans. Um, and, and I mean, when you talk about the standards, what, what were you, what were you doing with that? How would you, what would you have to do with all that? Or what, what are you, when you say standards, what do you mean?
0: Yeah. So there are standards for, um, like what you actually have to teach, um, for the curriculum and they're numbered. So you have to go by like your state standards and you have to go through and you have to prove why you're teaching that lesson basically by saying here, I'm addressing this state standard um, and you put the number down so you can say like, here's what I'm addressing. And then here's the the lesson plan. You break it down into different, like you do like an overview and different, um, there are different aspects to it too. And you have to time it and say like, here's, we're doing this from this to this time. You know <laughs> yeah yeah but you had to use the state the state standards that were already developed in order to prove that like okay i this is why i'm doing teaching this lesson because you shouldn't have been teaching something if it didn't have one that applied to it if that makes sense right
1: yeah yes. how many uh do you know how many standards there there were for like i don't know ela or or any kind of given subject
0: i don't even remember it was so long ago. So okay. to be fair, it was like it was like ten years ago, so that <laughs> I was teaching. So I don't I don't remember off the top of my head.
1: Yeah. No, I, I know I we're we're down here in Georgia and um we did the the homeschooling, you know, certificate or whatever, you sign a document online and say, I'm gonna homeschool my kids and I'm like, okay, sure, great. But um we looked at a moment, um at the like the Georgia state standards and it's amazing how many they can fit in. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's all not quite legalese, but it is, it's all just like these really complex ideas and complex sentences that like when you sit and you actually like break it down, you could summarize it in one very concise, easy to read sentence, um, but it's not. And it, it really, it kind of.
0: Well, and they each had like subsections too. I do remember that. Like it'd be okay. Here's like standard 3.2.12 point, you know, and it, it was just like this long line of like numbers because they were different um, portions to it.
1: Yeah. And, and and when you talk about, you know, not having autonomy to, to do that, like there it is, right. It, it, you have just every minute thing um, that you, you have to do, you have to say, and it's all wrapped in. And when you're trying to to teach to some of those things, when you're trying to you know, make sure oh, I encompass this or I get that guy or whatever, it can almost take away from what you're actually trying to convey, the message you're trying to get across to kids. It's, it's wild. Um, and I just, it's one of those things that I think when, when people kind of realize a little bit more, how how structured or how just rigid it is what teachers can can teach um it uh i don't know it makes the homeschooling look a little bit a little bit better but do you know if uh, private schools have to adhere to the same sort of standards and stuff
0: i don't think that they did at the time in new jersey i mean they do have a state component to it but i don't think they're as specific as with the public schools because i know that they're they don't necessarily um, have to take the same standardized testing and that type of thing. Either, I mean, they, I think they can opt to do it, but they don't have to. Um, it may have changed since then, but that was what it was at the time. So.
1: Yeah. So, uh, what are you doing now?
0: So I work in cancer research.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I've worked in research for you know the last 10 years. I worked in oncofertility for a bit. Um, and then before that I worked in cardiology and then now I'm just in oncology, um, research and, uh the data side of trials, you, clinical research trials.
1: How did you uh how did you pick that? How did you make that uh transition?
0: Well I thought for a minute I might want to go to medical school. <laughs> so I went back to take my prereqs at a post to do like a post back program um where's basically like a, a night school for people who want want to work during the day, already have a college degree but just need to take those prereqs that they didn't take during undergrad um and it looks good on your resume to start in research so I started working in cardiology research and then I eventually was like I'm kind of tired of going to school I'm in my mid-20s yeah. <laughs> like I'm done <laughs> with that so I just kind of stuck with the research aspect of it because I like the science behind it I think it's really interesting and in reading protocols you kind of get um a feeling for the other trials that have been done and, and what it has looked like you know previous previously and you'll learn a lot about like new drugs and that type of thing. I mean, there are frustrations in that industry too, obviously, like yeah. the FDA and stuff. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's why I just stuck with it because I thought it was interesting.
1: Good yeah, It, it is. It's it's curious how all that, uh, a lot of the frustrations stem stem from a lot of regulations and, and all that. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, curious. So, what have you seen in terms of like firsthand kind of FDA type stuff that's just
0: Aggravating. Um, Well, they're very frustrating in terms of like if they, okay, so first of all, pharmaceutical companies, if they don't like something that you're doing with a trial or they think you put too many like ineligible patients or something on, um, they can rat you out to the FDA and then they'll come and audit you. (laughs) And if they do that, they're very picky about like the language. Um, I know there are doctors who've been frustrated before where they're like, well, you didn't document this correctly. And they're like, well, that's just like a matter of like, it's ridiculous that we even have to like, you should just know that that that's a thing or whatever it is. Um, And sometimes if so, for example, if a sponsor and a physician um, agree to something to let a a patient on the trial and they're technically not eligible, that would be a waiver. They probably would not accept that. Um, So then you you wouldn't be able to use that patient in your actual data analysis because they were technically ineligible. Even if it's just a matter of can they go on and they're on this drug, um, Hmm. they would have a problem with that. (laughs) <laughs> just yeah and then they they come every once in a while too just to kind of check in and monitor um you know what you're doing and how you're doing yeah yeah
1: did you get uh back to teaching did you get um have to during, during first year i imagine the, the principal would have to come in and, and check on you a few times throughout yes. the year
0: yeah they have to come and observe and they would yeah
1: <laughs> how was how was that
0: um it was I never really I didn't really have a too bad of an experience I always hated when they did because you felt like like you were under this microscope or something and you get really nervous and that type of thing she's um, like okay this person's watching me and they're and they're in the back writing down like as you're talking they're just like writing you're like oh my gosh is this good or bad it always ended up good for me like at the end of the day when it came to the actual you know um, report or whatever and um, but it, it was a little nerve-wracking because like you feel like well you know I can't I mean, not that you should step out of line anyway, but it just you, you feel like you its even more like pressure yeah. to perform, I guess.
1: Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta <laughs> toe things even more. Gotta make sure you're really getting all those all those standards and getting all that stuff and make sure you got all their best practices and mm-hmm. yada yada. Yep, I hear you. I hear you. So uh, I don't. Um, you you don't have kids now. I do not now. <laughs> would you? Would you? if you had children do you think you would send them to a public school at this point after seeing what you've seen or is it something that I haven't given any thought about or no
0: no i, I wouldn't uh, i would not send my if i had kids i would either do like homeschooling or a private school um i would prefer homeschool because i think homeschooling i mean i think the best people to teach your own kids and know what their needs will be is you or yeah. like you and your you know your partner or whatever um so I think that would be the best option. But then if you can't I think of private school, I would rather do that than public school. Um, I know my ne- my nephew, he, he's in high school and he had to transfer from public school because of some issues that he had. Um, and he went to a private school and his whole demeanor changed. Um, <laughs> he was much happier and that type of thing. So yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's wild. Even like you think about high school, kids would be sort of in their their lane. They'd, they'd have their style their demeanor you know wired in already but like I've heard that before you know kids like even in high school like come out of public school and either go to you know get in a homeschool program or find a private school or something and just the changes that that happen right you go from you know actually Mm -hmm. believing in yourself actually feeling you know like you can do something you can do this you you know it's it's wild it's wild and I don't know but anyway all right well uh, so if if people are curious say they want to find some of your your tweets and whatnot um, where, where should they go you... that's,
0: that's an interesting place to be <laughs> yeah um, so
1: where where can they find you
0: so I'm on um, Twitter as Ali Jill Tennessee so that's A-L-I-J-I-L-L-T-N um, I also I'm on Instagram but I'm private right now for some personal reasons I'm not going to get into um <laughs> so I would just go to Twitter if you wanted to find me.
1: Good deal, good deal. I will I will link to that. Always always enjoyable. I always enjoyable. But, um, all right, well I, I appreciate it. Uh mm-hmm. good you, time. Yeah. y'all that was that was Ali uh, it was a fun conversation it was a, a good conversation and um, you know, I kind of like that it uh, it was a little different a little bro- broke things up a little bit for for me anyway um, you know kind of I think it, it, parents have a hard time seeing inside the school system uh, if your child goes to school you know you see what comes home at the end of the day you uh, talk to the teacher once in a while you go in for a conference twice a year and uh, and, and that's kind of what you get and so the the behind the scenes the the planning, the standards, uh the the rigmarole that is that goes into teaching, you're not privy to. So I, I kinda hope you all enjoyed hearing some of, of what teachers go through um and what is actually happening at school. So there's that. If you enjoyed that, uh let me know. If if you didn't, let me know. If you want me to just stick with the uh, homeschooling folk, then uh that's cool. Just uh give me give me a shout. Homesteads and homeschools at gmail.com and you can find me on Twitter at hs and hs pod. Right now, I'm over on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/TheLibertyHippy. If you wanna help me out there, you can also do some uh, some cryptocurrency donations if that's your thing. I think you can. Uh, there's there's a link somewhere on the website, and I'll put that in the show notes. But I think there's a shortcut link. Anyway, if not, if if those aren't your things, crypto, Patreon homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash Amazon. Click through when you buy something and uh, it helps me out a little bit. So do that. And uh, what else? What else is there? Um, yeah, I hope you all had a, a fabulous May and June is here and uh, it's it's almost summertime, guys. It's almost summertime. Hard to, hard to believe 2020 is almost halfway through. Who knows? Who knows what else, what other crazy, crazy nonsense this year has in store for us. I'm almost, almost looking forward to it. Hopefully I'll still be here for you, reading you the riot act, telling you all sorts of stories, and uh, keeping you you up to date. So that's all for today, and I'll remind you guys again, like I do at the end of every show, to get out there, sow those seeds of liberty, and we can all reap sheaves of freedom together.